Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Wade. God's remnant are those who acknowledge God in all of their ways, even when their ways sometimes do not please God. They are the ones who are always confessing their sins to God while believing he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here on the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by Holy Spirit to bring all glory to God. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. Good evening. Good evening. This is Jackie Wade with the Remnant Podcast. I'm your host this evening. And we have a very uh, interesting topic this evening. It's immensely important. And the topic tonight that we're going to discuss is titled, Your Purpose is Greater Than Your Struggle. Your Purpose is Greater Than Your Struggle. So I want to thank you all for joining me this evening as we end this month, August, um, the last day of August. I um, thank God for each and every one of you for staying connected with us. I appreciate all of the emails. Um, As I get your prayer requests, I'm praying for you all and continue to pray for me. All right, so let's dive right in tonight as we talk about on this topic, your purpose is greater than your struggle. Your purpose is greater than your struggle. And let's just first um, recognize the fact that each and every person, I don't I don't really care how wonderful their life appears to be, all face challenges. We have challenges from the minor setbacks to major crises. And today, we're going to explore how to align these struggles with our divine purpose We're going to draw wisdom from the scriptures, from the word of God, and look at what God says. And so the first part I want to talk with you about this today is called the struggles are real, but so is God. Yeah, the struggles are real, but so is God, right? And Romans 8.28 clearly states, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. That's a powerful scripture there. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Do you love him tonight? Do you love him today? And then it goes on to say, who have been called according to his purpose. The wonderful thing about Romans 8.28 right here is that it says, who have been called according to his purpose. We we definitely have to remember that we have our, our will and our way, but God also has his purpose. So if we're walking according to the will of God, guess what? All things work together for those who love him. And isn't it powerful how the verse doesn't say some things, but it says all things? This means even our struggles have a role to play in God's grand design for our life even our struggles and so when we look we can learn a lot about the different bible figures who faced adversity 
we look at the story of Joseph in Genesis, right? And how his life was far from smooth. He was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He was falsely accused and then imprisoned. Yet we find him saying in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. We see Joseph's struggle served a higher purpose. They were in essence part of his divine curriculum, his divine life. And then we're going to look at what type of struggles are you, are you facing today? Is it sickness? Is it other people's opinions? Do you have an identity crisis? Is it unbelief? Is it sin? Is it loneliness? Is it gambling, rejection, pornography, insecurity, debt? Is it prostitution? Is it drugs or alcohol? Is it anger? Or is it just Satan? No matter what your struggle may be, always remember that your purpose is greater than your struggle. See, the Bible says here in Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans in the heart a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Deuteronomy 6.23, it says, but he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oaths to our ancestors. See, we are special in the sight of God and the enemy will do his best to always try to demean us. He will always try to throw that struggle up in your face. And don't get me wrong, God has given us the power. We have, for all of you that are um, born believers, and we have Holy Spirit that helps us, that empowers us to be able to overcome any obstacle in our life. But we have to remember that it is the job of the enemy to keep reminding us of that struggle, to keep putting it in our face, to, be, to continue to make us feel like we're not worthy. But God also gives his word. And that's why we have to know the word of God. We have to counteract those feelings when we come up against those struggles with the word of God. The word of God is powerful. It can ward off anything. I want to remind you who God says that we are in Second, First Peter, the second chapter, verse nine. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's first Peter chapter two, verses nine. And that's the NIV. You see that a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And so we have to remember and know what God has said about us because we are imperfect beings working towards perfection. Jeremiah 29 and 11 said it something like this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Hallelujah. 
We thank God for his word and how his word helps us to pivot. His word helps us to not focus on us, but to focus on him, knowing that he can do all things but fail. The Bible declares that we are more than conquerors. It also says that cast your cares upon him for he cares for us. So when you find yourself feeling like you are dealing with this struggle that you just can't make it, that you're not worthy, that is a lie from the enemy. I want you to get into your word. I want you to to declare what God has spoken about you because what he has said about you are wonderful things. And when you start to speak the word over your life, you will literally start to see your life shift. You will literally start to see just how the enemy will have to move out of your way. Listen, you can't do this thing on your own. You have to speak the word of God. Our struggles shapes us. When we look here in the New Testament, Paul in the second letter to the Corinthians chapter four and verse 17, he says, for our light are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. In other words, our light afflictions is only going to last for a moment because it is, it is achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs all of those light afflictions. Think about it this way. Our struggles, though they are painful, they're shaping us. Our struggles are chiseling away at our imperfections, preparing us for a higher calling. Yes, and sometimes we have to understand that even in those struggles, even in our imperfections, but we have to lay it at the feet of the Lord. We have to give it to God. We cuz God is not attracted to the wonderful things in us, people of God. He's attracted to our weak areas. He's attracted to those areas that we can come honestly and authentically to him and say, "God, I need your help." He already knows what we struggle with, but to open up and to be authentic and have a personal relationship with God, that's what he's calling for, preparing us for a higher calling. That struggle that you're dealing with is not about just you. The struggle is that God can bring you through it. So now you can be, you can go out and you can give your testimony and disciple other people so that they will know that God is real. He's not a respectful person. If he could do it for you or me, he could do it for someone else. So what you're going through today, the person that talked about you, the person that pushed you to the side, um, being mistreated, being the black sheep of the family, it is all working for your good. That struggle that you may be dealing with, where you can't put down the alcohol, give it to God. You have to give it to God. That thing, those cigarettes, you may not be able to stop on your own. I dare you to give it to God. Your temper, if you're angry, you find yourself just, you know, going off the deep end, your short patience, give it to God. Lay it at his feet. He says, I'm a present help in a time of trouble. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So if you come to me, I am faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins. I mean, who wouldn't serve a God like that? And listen, I'm not just talking tonight from a podcast. Uh, like I didn't go through struggles. Absolutely. And that's why I find the topic to be so necessary 
because so many times we find ourselves going through struggles and then we feel like we're unworthy. We feel like, oh no, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to, um, you know, move forward, but we'll do it for that job. If a job presents us and there's more money and we want to go, even though we may not feel worthy, we will go fight for that position. So why not fight for your position in the kingdom of God? Because there is a place that we will go after we leave here. And we have to now, people of God, really start to think eternally. Let's not think just here on earth. Yes, God wants us to be able to live and, and enjoy the things of life and have a demonstration on the earth. But we have to remember what we do now is laying up treasures for later. What we do now is setting us up for later. And so fight for your position. Fight for that place. Don't let the enemy talk you out of your purpose. Don't let him stop you from uh, using your gift um, to the glory of God, that God's kingdom, that his people would be edified. If God put something on the inside of you, go for it. If God has told you to write the book, write the book. If God has given you a message, to talk to a specific group of people, hone in on that skill, study to show yourself approved, and then get the when that opportunity uh, comes about where you can speak to that group or or be present to do what God has told you to do. Be prepared for that opportunity because God is raising up an army, and that army we have to be prepared. That army, we have to know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And in this army, we will go through. It's not like we, we're not going to go through people talking about us. It's not like we're not going to go against um, the enemy coming against, you know, trying to stop us. Yes, he will do those things. And that's why I had to come on this evening and encourage you that your purpose is greater than your struggle. We will continue to have a struggle. We will continue to go through things. But you have to know on today to look to God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Listen, the enemy has intensified. You guys see what's going on in the world. We have more killings. We have more shootings. We have more sicknesses. The enemy is after our youth. And my God. That's a whole nother subject. And then if we as as people of God really don't learn, don't teach our youth how important it is to sanctify themselves, to consecrate themselves, just not to be involved, but be go before God with a, a heart. You want his righteousness. You want to be trying to please him in all of your ways as much as possible. And the reason I jumped on the youth is because they're our next generation. They're, they are our next generation. And so the enemy, what you'll find is he'll try to bog down the mom. He'll try to bog down the parent. So now you can't be effective to your young people. But the devil is a liar. And I come tonight to declare and decree that you will speak to your children and your grandchildren, that you will say what thus saith the Lord, that you will teach them the words and the things of God, and that they will be mighty men and women of valor, and that you will declare and decree over your family, over your household, what God has said about your children that they are above and not beneath. They are the head and not the tail. They are the lender and not the borrower. And no weapon formed against them shall prosper. We have to pray, people of God, for our young people. Not only are we dealing with struggles, but they are dealing with struggles. And we have to be mindful of the struggles that they're dealing with and help them 
help to develop their mind, help them to understand that God is a holy God. He's a holy God. And so as we look at the purpose um, is greater than the struggle, we also want to remember that the purpose extends beyond, beyond us. Okay, it's important to remember that our purpose often isn't just about us. Mark 10, chapter 10, verses 44 through 45 in the NIV tell us, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. See how Jesus came? He came to give his life for us. And your struggles could be preparing you to serve others in ways that you can't even imagine. You can't even fathom at this time. Because all you see is the struggle. That's what the enemy wants us to focus on, the struggle. But I want you to do be like David and lift your head, lift your eyes to the hills from which cometh your help. Why? Because your help comes from the Lord. Keep lifting your head up high. Keep remembering that it's just a distraction. It's here to bring and to try to stop, but it can't. I come tonight and I declare and decree that you will walk into the greatest portion of your life as you decide that your purpose is greater than your struggle, that you will be focused, that you will be determined, that you will be mindful, that you will be prayerful, and most of all, that you will walk in faith. It's great to know that your purpose is greater than your struggles, but I want to, I know a lot of you are going to ask, but how do you live that out? First, I want you to um, keep a journal, you know, write down your struggles and how you see God moving in those situations. It's very important to write down what are you struggling with. There was a time that I struggled with, you know, anger. It was more so a generational curse. And I prayed and I said, Lord, take this anger, take this, you know, temper from me because um, it was so natural. Right. But as I wanted to get closer with God, I knew it wasn't pleasing him. And so I would write it down. I said, Lord, take this from me. You know, Lord, let me be able to budget better. I said, Lord, let me let me be a good steward over my finances. God showed me exactly in the Bible and how to give. And he showed me the principles of sowing and reaping. And I'm going to tell you something. Anyone tonight can say it's nothing tithing and giving is not. Uh, listen, it is a principle. Sowing and reaping is a principle. Just like a, a farmer puts seed in the ground, he's expecting a harvest to come from whatever seed he put in the ground, whether that's watermelon, whether that's peppers, cucumbers, whatever it is. That farmer is looking for a harvest. But how we plant the seed and where we plant the seed is important. A farmer is not going to go on the side of a highway in regular dirt and just put a seed and expect a harvest next to cement. No, you have to prepare the ground. You have to look and make sure the soil is good enough so that it can produce a harvest. What am I saying, your accent? Your heart has to be ready and right to give. You have to give with a cheerful heart. You have to give without being uh, grudgingly about it. You know, be glad to release what God has given you and then make sure where you're given that it is good ground. 
find you a Bible believing church that's sowing into the community, that's sowing into the youth, that's sowing into the missions, that's sowing into different places. Why? Because you're you may be planting one seed, you may be giving one offering, but that money that you're going given is going in five, six different areas. You're planting seeds. You're planting seeds. And so that is a principle. As long as the earth remain, seed time and harvest shall remain. Thank you, Lord. I want to remind you that your purpose is greater than your struggle. How do we live it out? We said get a spiritual journal. Write down your struggles and see how God moves in those situations. Second, don't isolate yourself. Talk to people. Talk to your faith uh, leaders, your friends, your family. Share your journey. You know, the Bible states that we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Share that journey because God may do something, even though you may be looking for the big thing on the end, but God, you're, you're making steps. And even in that one step, the two second step, you're gaining momentum. Talk about hallelujah. Give God glory for what he is doing right in your life, right then and there. And guess what? You're going to continue to see the manifestation of God move even more. And then thirdly, you want to serve. The best way to alleviate your own struggle sometimes is to help somebody else with theirs. The best way I remember it was a time in my life where I had to um, really, you know, at one point in my life, I was like a single mom. So I really had to look for, you know, oh gosh, how many, where, what daycare, what aftercare will I deal with, things like that. And I started helping other people watching their children. You know, if they wanted to go to Bible study, if I, you know, didn't go that particular night, I would say, well, bring the kids to me and I'll teach them and we could do some things. You go ahead and get all that you needed. And as I was serving and doing and helping, God was making a way for me. And little did I know that in that I was literally serving and not understanding. So I know we went over a lot, a lot tonight with Romans to Genesis to Corinthians to Mark. And we've seen what the Bible continually assures us that your struggles are not in vain. They are shaping you for your God-given purpose that you will uh, succeed, that you will not be left behind, that God will see and do exactly what he's saying in his word, that he is moving on our behalf, that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, um, and that we will continue to do all that God tells us to do. We got to be mindful of what God is telling us to do. We have to remember to use the word when the enemy tries to come in like a flood. It says the, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. Yes, that standard could be the word of God. That standard will be speaking life to your situation. That standard is to not deny what the enemy is saying about you to make you feel inadequate, but speak the word so you will know what God says about you. And then lay that burden at his feet. If it's deliverance that you need tonight, pray for deliverance. Ask God to take it from you. Ask God to remove it from you. Sometimes deliverance does not have to take place in a large edifice. Deliverance can take place wherever you are if your heart is tender towards God. Paul encouraged Timothy um, at one time. He said to stand firm, 
to persevere, and to remain true to your purpose. See, God's plan for creating us was intentional and deliberate. God didn't make any mistakes when he made you and I. And so there had to be a process of planning that would have solidified the details for the finished project. Jesus came for a purpose, which means that we were created on purpose for a purpose. Amen. So Timothy 4, 12 through 16, King James says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. You must always be an example. 13, till I come, give attention to reading. See that? Read your word. To exhortation. Yes. To doctrine. Okay. You must give attention to and devote yourself to reading the Bible. 14, do not neglect the gift that is in you. See? See? That's it right there. Don't neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Don't neglect the gift, or let's say it this way. Don't neglect the purpose that is in you. 15, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. See, make time to meditate on your purpose. Think about it. Amen. God, what what do I, how do I hone in on this purpose you gave me? If you're an artist, think about it. If you, if you are a, um, someone that draws or someone that sings or, or someone that that write poetry think about it god use me come you know speak through me let me be a vessel that you would be glory glorified through this purpose through my gift because god gave it to you he wants to use it mightily here in the earth realm so others could be edified and that he will be glorified amen so 16 verse 16 then it says take heed to yourself and the doctrine continue in them for in doing this you will save both yourselves yourself and those who hear you otherwise other words i mean take heed of your purpose don't worry about another per, per, person's anointing don't rather worry about other people's anointing focus on you because there's something that God wants to do special through you. He wants to use you for his glory. He wants to help you get a closer relationship with him. He wants you to know who he is on a whole nother level. But it's not until you recognize that your purpose is greater than your struggle. Again, Romans 8:28 NIV, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And God has a purpose for you, and God has a purpose for me. 
Psalms 33, 11. I'm going to read this. It says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. See, he don't change his mind concerning us. We change our mind. We are always back and forth and, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if God want me to do this or if he's going to, if I'm going to. No, stop worrying about it. Just do what God has told you and I to do. First uh, Peter 4, 10, chapter 4, verse 10 in the Amplified. It says, each of you has received a gift a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. A gracious divine endowment. And so we know from Deuteronomy 6.23, God always calls us out of something into something. We have to get rid of the pride, any infirmities that will try to hold us back. We want to develop our God-ordained purpose. Our job is not to achieve. Our job is to receive. God always calls us out of something into something. We have to remember how Exodus records records how God led his people out of bondage, while Joshua tells us how he led his people into blessings. Never try, try to qualify or your God-ordained purpose. Listen, I want to tell you today that you are already qualified. It's all a process. And sometimes we may be developed in one area of our God-ordained purpose while God is developing the other areas. The key is not to neglect the developed area and not lose hope. See, remember, you didn't choose him. He chose you and you have to mature spiritually. How can you test your spiritual growth? A lot of people pray and ask God to take away our greatest struggles, but our greatest struggles are a direct response to what God put in us. For God to take away our struggles, he will have to take away what he put on, on the inside of us. That struggle tonight, I want to encourage you, is strengthening you. That struggle that you're dealing with is going to allow you to be so much greater. That struggle, oh God, I thank you. That struggle on tonight is, is allowing you to look yourself in the mirror and say, not my will, but your will be done. The struggle tonight that you're dealing with, that you know that you're tired of, is allowing God to perfect something on the inside that you will be used mightily for the kingdom of God. You, I'm going to say that again, will be used mightily for the kingdom of God. And let me tell you, there is nothing like serving God and to see his word fulfilled. Jeremiah 1 and 12 says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So let's not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but let's be strengthened in, in our faith and let's continue to give God glory, being fully persuaded that God 
has power to do exactly what he promised. Exactly what he promised. Isaiah 55 and 11, it says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Glory be to God. We thank God on tonight. We bless him for his word. For his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I want to encourage you tonight to know that your purpose is greater than your struggle. Continue to know that God is going to do a new thing in our lives. As we continue to walk with him and look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith, that he is faithful and just. And guess what? He loves us with an everlasting love. There is nothing that you and I could do that will turn his love away from us. But we don't want to do anything to do to, to uh, you know, not please God. We want to try to be pleasing in all our ways and continue to know that if we fall short, God is able to forgive us, to turn from that wicked way, that sinful way, repent and not do it again. Listen, I thank you for joining me this evening on the podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Wade. Continue to stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms. Know that God, if God before you is more than the whole world against you. And on tonight, if there's anyone who is listening that have not given your heart to Christ, I want to um, implore you this evening to pray with me. I'll give a salvation prayer. You can repeat those words after me. Listen, if you repeat this prayer after that, you have been uh, moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. And let me tell you, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. You may not see it, but you have angels that are rejoicing on your behalf. You will become a new creature. All things are passed away. And guess what? All things will now become new. Hallelujah. And I just want to pray tonight with you. If you want to repeat after me, Father God, I thank you for an opportunity to come before your presence. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus died and was risen for my sins. I thank you, Lord, that I am saved and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. So if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, guess what? You are now saved and all things are passed away. And guess what? All things have become new. You may not see it, you may not feel it, but you are a new creature. What do you need to do now? You need to get in a Bible-believing church where you can walk in progressive salvation, where you can continue to learn of the Word of God and become all that God has called you to be. If you are you rededicated your life, guess what? God has forgiven you for anything that you've done and you have been reestablished. God is now you're going to be able to walk, continue to walk in progressive salvation. Listen, I want you to stay connected with me. If you have any prayer requests, you can send them to kingdompower0916 at gmail.com. And just know that God is faithful. There's nothing that you could do that can remove us from his love. I love you with the love of the Lord. Continue to stay connected with us. And listen, 
Pray for me as I continue to come on the podcast. We will have some new information coming shortly about the podcast. And I thank God for each and every one of you. Don't forget, your purpose is greater than your struggle. Be blessed. This concludes this episode of the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Once again, I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast and be sure to connect with us. You could like us on our Facebook page at the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at the Remnant Podcast. We're also available on the other social media platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us live on our YouTube channel at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Again, thank you for joining. I am your host, Jackie Wade.